This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Pressure from Brown's left. He throws for Pickens. He runs under it. Catches it. And a touchdown for Georgia. And welcome back to the Cover 3 podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Barton Simmons. I'm Chip Patterson, and we are counting down the top 25 teams in the CBS Sports 2020 preseason rankings. It's the hurry up, hot seat, and man, we are so excited because, yes, we are bringing Barrett Salee back, but it's also because (laughs) on this beloved Georgia podcast, as you know it, this is the day for the Georgia Bulldogs, number five in the preseason rankings. Um, Barrett opening statement, is it going to be national championship or two national championships in 2020 for the Georgia Bulldogs? <laughs> they're going to win five and throw in good measure. They're going to win the Masters. <laughs> they're going to they're going to win the World Series. They're going to do all that stuff. Take home the Stanley Cup. No, it's look. Everybody's excited about like I live in Georgia and I hear this all the time. The Georgia folks are constantly think that this is their year. They really think it's their year this time. All right. Is it their year? I mean, this no. is so. <laughs> OK. All right. I mean, I kind of had a sense that you might go there. So so what's the problem then? What's this? Look, we're we're in a, we're at, this is this is a top 25 team. We're in the top 10, top five tier of of our discussions here. So we all agree Georgia is a good football team. Uh you know, no ill will towards you for coming on the Georgia pod and not predicting them to win a national championship. But what's the problem? <laughs> what what what's holding you up on Georgia in 2020? Uh, two, two, actually three things. One, I don't trust that offensive line. I understand that they're talented, but losing three uh, off, starting offensive linemen combined with DeAndre Swift at running back combined with receivers who I don't necessarily trust combined with Jamie Newman, who was just okay against good competition at Wake Forest. I, I, I look, I love Todd Munkin, their new offensive coordinator. I think that Kirby smart has done the right thing by at least trying to open up the offense assuming he does take his hands off of it, which, you know, is sometimes easier said than done. Ask Gus Malzahn about that. Um, you know, so I, I just, all of those things combined are too much to overcome in my mind. You know, you're going to have a slip up. You're going to have a game where it doesn't click. And I just, I, I, it's hard to trust them because of all those things. And then the second thing is the schedule. It's going to be harder for them to get to Atlanta than it normally is when you're when your cross division game is at Alabama in week three and you have all those holes that we just talked about. That's really bad news combined with Florida's uh, cross division game rotating game, which is Ole Miss. So that's going to be it's going to be harder for them to get to the SEC championship game. And then third, I just don't believe Jamie in Jamie Newman. Mm. I, I just don't. I think he's a good quarterback. 
I don't think he's a championship caliber quarterback. Wow. Okay. But defensively, we're talking about one of the three or five, three to five best defenses in the country. I mean, yes. we're, we're talking yes. about a group that is lights out, that is deep, and regardless of what kind of uh, changes there might be on the offensive side, whether they are very, very minimal, and I agree with you, not only are you dealing with a head coach who might have his own vision of what it could be, but you're also losing a spring practice and a, a lot of off-season workouts that could have helped with any kind of transition. Like Any, any idea that we're just going to all of a sudden be a wide-open uh, Todd Monk in offense. I'm, I'm not. I'm with you. I don't know if I can go all the way there, especially with the new quarterback. But listen, man, all you got to do is have one more point than the opponent. And I don't yeah. know if I don't know how many teams. Alabama is dangerous, but I don't know how many teams are going to be able uh, to run the score up against this defense. I feel like it's going to lead the way. I mean, is it a complete unit? Like what? Who in that uh, group really stands out to you? And and am I misguided with the confidence that Georgia's just going to have that kind of identity in twenty twenty? You're not misguided at all. Uh, you know that that defense was awesome. They gave up two rushing touchdowns, and both of them were to quarterbacks. Like that's that's just silly. So yeah, I mean, I, I, there's full confidence that that defense will keep them in every game. You know, you're talking about pretty much every game. You know, being under 20 points. Monty Rice obviously has been awesome for them at linebacker. I'm surprised Richard LeCount's not playing on Sundays. That dude's awesome uh, at safety. Can do pretty much everything. So you know, I think you're you're right that the defense is going to keep them in every game. But what what do we know about college football now? It's not defense doesn't win championships. Just enough defense wins championships, and that that's a moving target based on a lot of different factors, and. So, you know, can can Jamie Newman and that offense pick up the slack and play complimentary football when the defense does have a bad day? I don't know. But to me, this Georgia team, even though it's probably going to look a little different offensively, I think in a lot of respects is going to be pretty much the same team you saw last year. Defensively driven and in terms of the offense, they just have to do enough. But there's going to be times where that just doesn't happen. And because the schedule is tougher this year, I think that's going to be what ultimately prevents them from being a playoff team. But Barrett, you you talked about like you, they don't have an off uh, receiver other than George Pickens, and you, they don't have the offensive lines question. Lost DeAndre Swift, and but like we all know that they've got talent. I mean, they, they've yeah. got a lot. They've got a bunch of players. They've got the, the problem is they really haven't maximized it. And Hey, I, I don't blame you for not having confidence that they'll, they'll figure out how to maximize it this year, but doesn't it all boil down to really Kirby smart? We've had this conversation <laughs> um, with, between me and chip and Tom a lot, but it's, it's, it's kind of all about Kirby smart. Are you, are you lacking in confidence that Kirby smart is going to allow this team to to take a step forward offensively or or do you do you actually not think that the personnel is there to take a step forward offensively in the way they need to I just don't think the personnel's there I love Kirby Smart I think he's a great coach I think he is going to be married to this system I think he's going to 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 stand back and say all right look you know you do your thing sort of like what Nick Saban did with Lane Kiffin when when Kirby Smart was at uh, at Alabama, he saw that firsthand. I think he understands what that meant to the program. So I I think he's going to 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 do everything that he says he's going to do. I just don't necessarily know if he's got the personnel to make it work at a level where it needs to be to win at the the highest level of of the sport. Um, you know, so I you know, look, I I, lo- I think Kirby 
has a bright future. I think what he's done, uh, putting them into the SEC championship game, which is a de facto you know national quarterfinal in the last three seasons, that's that's higher than any Georgia fan should ever have hoped uh, when he got hired to happen that quickly when he's never been a head coach. That's really really impressive. I just don't necessarily think this is going to work out um, because of the personnel, not because of the coach. So it, we had coach rankings last uh, last week. Sounds like it's pretty high. I mean, we've we've been revealing uh, some of our personal rankings here on the podcast. Where'd you have Kirby Smart on your ballot? Oh, I'd have to look it up. Give me uh, give me a second and I can find that out, actually. I, I had him top five or top six. That's, I, I that's, do know that. That's what I'm wondering because I will admit that I have a rings first mentality and that keeps Kirby smart. He has an SEC, he has SEC championship, yes, but uh, that sort of takes up the top three or four spots in my own personal ballot. But you know, whether you think he's, if you think he's inside the top five or a five or a six versus maybe an eight or nine, I think we're talking about a, I mean, Barton, are you top 10 with Kirby? Yeah, I was, I was, um, I don't remember specifically where I was, but I, I was, it might've been like four or five somewhere. I have, there. I have him fifth. I have him behind Saban, Dabo, Lincoln Riley, and Ed Orgeron. And then I have him ahead of Ryan Day, Jimbo Fisher, James Franklin, everybody else. I think I had him four. Did you? I think I had him four and I had Lincoln five. Okay. Uh, Orgeron ahead of both of them? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's where he needs to be. I mean, if you give your team a chance, a legit, not just a legit chance, like in, in within grasp chance but you of don't, the college football so you, playoff in three straight seasons, you deserve to be that high. You don't dock him for uh, – uh, alleged coach like you don't dock him for decision making in some of these games <laughs> you mean like fake punts in the middle of the field in a tie ball game yeah in the and, SEC championship? And, and, a, yeah, and a who wants to win less showdown with will muschamp when georgia plays south carolina and both coaches are just letting the clock bleed to play for overtime God, that was so dumb that game was so dumb <laughs> Yeah, that whole, that whole game was stupid. No, I mean, of course you dock him for that. Yeah. I mean, of, of course you dock him for that. Um, do do you dock Jimbo Fisher for being just average the late last three, four years? I think you have to. Uh, do you knock Brian Kelly for losing to that that coach who makes dumb decisions in red and black twice? Yeah, you do. I mean, I, I don't know. It's just it's one of those things where, you know, coaches, when you get past Nick and Dabo, like there's going to be arguments for and against everybody. And for, for Kirby, it's the inability to win the big game and sometimes making really stupid decisions. So your uh, to finish this on a more positive note, what what's your record? How, how do you see it playing out for the Georgia Bulldogs in 2020? 10 and two losses to Alabama and Florida and going to a New Year's six, probably the Sugar Bowl again. They, they tend to like that. He is Barrett Lee. You can read his story on our beloved Georgia Bulldogs on CBSSports.com. Barrett, thank you very much. Go Dwags.